Welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now, please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace Together. Over the last several weeks, we've been talking about uh, building community and the importance of uh, the community starts first and foremost with God and, and then with your spouse and then with your, your family and, and neighbors. And last week, we talked a lot about um, how strong marriages uh, help build community and encourage people. Right, we did. So, um, before we get into, I think we have a we have some meaty content today. I think it's going to be good. But before we get into that, what's going on with you? What's what's we're we're back on the farm and and it's fall. I, we could probably continue on with what we've been saying for the whole last season, which is it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're back to really hot. It's a hundred degrees today. Yeah, hopefully this will be uh, the last little hot spell, and then it looks like we're going to get into some some cooler fall weather, which will be uh, fantastic. Um, but there's been um, a lot going on on the farm. We had uh, a new baby calf was born uh, uh, this last Sunday. Um, his name's Farley, which is, he's going to be cool. So. Yeah, that's always so fun. It's it, like, I always feel a little nervous. I'm always a little worried for the mama. This was a first time mama, so I just was concerned and um she did a great job she's a great mama and so it was exciting we actually just when we went to bed she was doing okay and we got up in the morning we had a baby so it was good yeah yeah Yeah. hey for some reason they always tend to to give birth on either the hottest day or the coldest day of the year i i I don't know why so (laughs) i don't either but it is really in our experience it has been true we seem to have babies on the hottest and the coldest days yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, we're we're beginning to um, wrap up uh, most of the the harvest uh, around the farm, and Neva's been uh, just full on into uh, processing food and canning and and all that wonderful stuff. So, right. So, it actually, um, we are getting to a point where I think we're going to take a few days and go camping and um, just try to have a little bit of of um rest and time to really um cast some vision we're really excited um you know just about some of the things that are coming up in the future and um so yeah so we're excited about those things but we need some time we need some time that we can really um come from a place of of rest and and cast vision and um so yeah so it's been it feels like it feels like it should be fall. It feels like we should be kind of feeling that, you know, time of, of year where things shift and, and, um, and it's like, I feel like our internal clocks say that, but the, um, the weather map does not. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we're used to, to extended, you know, warm, you know, seasons here in Kansas, but, uh, um, I don't remember it being, you know, a hundred degrees before, uh, towards the end of September. So, but who knows? It is what it is, and we just we we roll with it, and we like the sun for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely like the sun. Get a little bit more extended use out of our pool, and and uh, um, which is which is nice. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, good. Well, okay. So, um, 
I feel a little bit like anytime we start talking about marriage, we uh, we have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think sometimes, you know, a lot of it is, is it's basic stuff. It's, um, you know, maybe tools that we didn't learn um, until a certain season in our life. But I kind of feel like we're going to go a little deeper in some things today. And I feel like it's really relevant even to um, how and why we serve other people and whether that's serving through hospitality or whether it's serving in another area. So I'm kind of excited for the content today. Yeah. So before we get into um, inviting your kids into the process of hospitality, um, we want to talk a little bit more about the importance of uh, of the marriage relationship um, and how um, vital it is to building a strong community. Um, so one, of, so my primary role as as a husband is to bring out the very best uh, in Neva and to uh, encourage and, and help her strengthen her relationship with God. And I do this by um, encouraging her and supporting her in her strengths, abilities, and talents, and coming alongside of her uh, in areas where she may be a little weaker, um, to support her and, and lift her up. Doing this allows her to flourish and also allows her to pour herself out into other people. Neva's primary role as a wife is to respect and provide domestic support to bring out the very best in me. Jesus tells husbands to love their wives, and he tells wives to respect their husbands. He doesn't tell wives to love their husbands. He says, wives, respect your husbands. And that's because he knew and knows that the primary need of a woman is to feel loved and cherished. And the primary need of a man is to feel respected and honored. When we can learn to do this well as husband and wives, it creates an atmosphere that allows both of us to flourish. So, Dana and I have found in our relationship that this is really an area that can be challenging mm -hmm. because a lot of the time, those things that we, um, you know, might see in someone else as a strength or as a positive. Um, or, you know, someone who is respectful, those things in the marriage relationship can suddenly become negative because a strength can become a challenge. Yeah. And respect can be maybe a demand, a feeling that, you know, that, that is demanded or, you know, so these, these words, although they're important and they're true, if we're not careful, we can look at them in such a way that, that they become negative and, and can have a negative impact in the marital relationship. So when we learn how to do this well, it enables each of us to become who God has created us to be. He's created each of us with our own individual personalities and likes and dislikes. And when we're able to fall into the plan that he has for us and the roles that he has for us, then what we can see is that serving each other becomes a lot easier and a lot healthier in our relationships. And so this really is the basis for community. When you do this right, when you can get this right in your marriage relationship, then it helps to enable you to get this right in your family relationship and then also in your community relationships. And one of the things that the Lord has put on my heart this week is actually in relationship to family. And I was really kind of thinking about, you know, why is it that certain people just really don't have a desire to 
um, practice hospitality? Why is it that they don't have other people to their table? That that feels uncomfortable to them, or it's not important to them. And and um, you know, I I feel like for me, and I've shared this before, hospitality was modeled, and in fact, uh, some of my very best memories as a child and young adult were at the table in our home growing up there were a lot of times that there were really not positive situations not good memories but i really can't remember bad memories at the table when we came to the table it seemed like those were always the best times and so i think for me that's probably a part of why i enjoy hospitality so much mm-hmm. because overall the feeling of coming to the table is a positive one for me but that also really made me stop and think about the fact that there are probably other people that have experienced things at their table growing up that maybe weren't so positive. And, and maybe there were elements of hospitality in their life growing up as a child and a young adult that uh, didn't make them feel good. And, you know, maybe that's something that you've experienced. Um, if there's something that holds you back from wanting to have people come to your table, really try to identify what that is. You know, is that, does that come from a place of hurt? Does that come from a place of brokenness? And is it an area that you need healing in? Is it an area that you really need to identify and, and maybe bring some separation to what happened to you, you know, at a certain time in your life and recognize that as an adult now, it's time to, um, dig into that a little bit a little bit and and come to terms and recognize that that in and of itself could be keeping you from some of the best moments of your life moving forward uh most definitely um you know we have a we have an enemy who wants to keep us enclosed and and you know turned in on ourselves and uh to, and to tell us that you know we're not enough we're not good enough um you know nobody's going to like us. Um, you know, if, if, if people really knew who we were, nobody's going to like us. But the good news is that we have a God who tells us who we are and who says, you know, I have redeemed you and given you all this love and all this authority and all this ability to pour yourselves out onto other people. And when we, you know, when we, when we have these past hurts, that we haven't allowed Jesus to heal in us, it's, it's like creating our own prison, right? And we, so we sit here inside this prison and we don't, we don't, um, we don't flourish. We don't accomplish um, what he's intended us to, to, to do and to be um, in life. So um, like Neva said, if, 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 they're, if you're finding yourself not wanting to practice hospitality and not wanting to have people into your home, then take that to Jesus and, and find out, find the root cause uh, of, of that um, hesitancy and then ask him to heal it in you. Um, and you know what? He will, because community is so important to him and he wants you to thrive um, and to have life abundantly. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately, when we allow those prison walls around us um, and we have certain things in our lives that, you know, we respond a certain way to because of our past circumstances, we can also transfer that to our children. Mm -hmm. And so 
when we have those those insecurities or hurts or fears or whatever they may be, if we're not careful, then we can transfer that to our children. And then we're creating a whole other generation that, you know, for their own reasons, may not have a desire to come to the table and build community and to really follow what Jesus has has commanded us to do in relationship to how we live our life and and how we engage with each other in community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so how do we raise up and encourage our our children um, into the act of hospitality and servanthood? Um, Proverbs uh, twenty two six in the Amplified version says, "Train up a child in the way that he should go." In other words, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. So it takes intentionality um, to train up your children well, right? Um, And model for them what it looks like to practice hospitality. Um, All of our children, we have four children, and all of them practice hospitality. Um, Our youngest daughter, who just here recently turned 20 years old, for several years, she has invited her friends over, and she'll she'll make dinner for them and um, and encourage them, and it's 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 been great to watch and see her uh, thrive in that area. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Damon. Our kids all practice hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to all of them in their own way. They do it differently because they are different, but I think that's where it's so important to model hospitality. We have to be the ones that model it to our children. They pick up what we do. They pick up our good and they pick up our bad, right? right. We know that. <laughs> we see that. Um, but I think that um, it's so important to, you know, just start at your table with your kids. And, you know, we've talked a little bit, I think, in the past about the fact that although we've we've known the importance of sitting down and having dinner together every night as a family, that isn't something that we have you know, done on a, on a consistent, regular basis throughout the years of our kids growing Mm -hmm. up. Part of that was due to just, you know, having different um, job schedules and different ministry commitments and just kind of all kinds of things where we weren't necessarily at the table at the same time on a nightly basis. And so, although I see how important that is, and if it's something that you can do in your life, you know, I I think it's, it's, so important because that in and of itself is teaching your children hospitality. Mm-hmm. You are serving them a meal and you are sitting down with them and you are engaging in conversation. And I think that fundamentally, that is the biggest, most important thing that you can do to encourage your children to have a heart of hospitality towards other people. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, in our family, we did come to the table um, on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one way or another. And we, continued to regularly come to the table together as a family. And, um, you know, so I think you have to, you have to do you, we all have different schedules and lives that you have to work around, but there is something that is so important about just starting with your kids at the table and that experience of um, dining together and communicating together, being a positive experience in their life. And, and I just, you know, I can't say enough about, you know, how foundational it is to how they will respond to having people come to the table as they age and grow and live their own lives. Yeah. And, and for sure, we, we are certainly not, um, you know, uh, 
parental like counselors or anything like that. And we've, we've made lots of mistakes, um, uh, in ra- raising our children. Um, in fact, our, our older two children, older two daughters, um, we were different people than, and our younger two got more out of us. And that's because we continued to, to grow and mature as people and as adults and as Christians. And so we, we learned uh, from our mistakes and moving and move forward. But as it says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. You know, our two older daughters are fully, you know, involved uh, with the Lord and, and are um, practicing hospitality on a, on a regular basis and inviting their friends and, and things over. So it's, you know, it's, it's great. Uh, our God took our challenges and failures as parents early on, and he turned it to, into his glory uh, later because that's what he does, right? Right. So don't, don't despair or despise the mistakes or the, you know, things that maybe you look at and say, boy, we haven't done a good job here. Just know that you can do better. And out of that, you will see in your children the fruit of those decisions to lean in and do better. Yeah. Um, so invite them into the process. Invite your kids into the process. Um, and to, I want to talk a little bit about the difference between uh, having a servant heart and servanthood, right? Um, when, when, you, when you train up your, your child to have a servant, servant's heart, then that means that, that they just, it's a, it's a natural outpouring um, of themselves into other people. You know, the Bible says that we should uh, not think too highly of ourselves, but to think of others um, as better than our, ourselves and to, you know, um, pour out into them, right? And to serve them. So when you've got a servant's heart, that's what you're trying to do. Um, being a servant or servanthood is, you, you could take that as being um, kind of um, grudgingly, right? That. It's something that you're being told to do. You know, you're, you're serving because you were told to do it, right? You're grudgingly serving other people, okay? So there's a difference. Servanthood can kind of be an obligation, right? Having a servant's heart is a willingness to pour yourself out into other people and serve them. Right. And when it comes to your kids, and as you begin to bring them into the process of hospitality and engage them in responsibilities of preparing for people to come into your home, the likelihood is is that your children are going to have an attitude of servanthood. They are going to potentially, as you're modeling and raising them up, they're going to feel like they're being made to do something that they maybe don't want to do, but that is beneficial for them to do because they're learning in the process. And that's okay. I mean, we, I think we can all remember being a child and not wanting to have to do something that our parents asked us to do or required us to do. But in the process, if you are modeling to them what a servant's heart looks like, they will get it. It mm-hmm. will take them some years in the process. And there may be a time, you know, where there's some grudging feelings about having to be a part of these meals and, and this yeah. process. But then at the end of the day, they will have a real heart for 
inviting others to their table. Yeah, and Eva's exactly right. You know, as as your kids are younger, um, they they are probably going to have that you know feeling obligation of serving and doing something that they they really don't want to be doing. But as they grow older and mature, then that servant heart really starts to come out. Okay, because they've over time they've learned uh, what it means to serve other people, and they've learned um, how it comes back um, into them uh, and into the into their spirit. Right. So, in fact. Uh, Neve and I, in this next coming month, are planning on having a uh, a group of friends over for a, a farm to table experience. And Neve is planning out a a delicious several course meal, all from uh, either produce and 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 uh, products from our farm or from other local farms uh, to make a, a a fabulous meal. Two of our children were like, "Yeah, certainly, we'll come serve. We'll help you help you out so that you can engage with your guests." And uh, even even our uh, older uh, adopted son, uh, Rory, uh, said, "Yeah, I'll come. I'll come help out. We'll come serve. We'll have dessert, and uh, it'd be great." So that's that's fantastic. You know, the, train up a child in the way that they will go, and 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 they will not depart from it. So by inviting them into the process, and and you know encouraging your children in their talents and abilities and lifting them up, um, they can become all that they are intended to be uh, from the Lord. In fact, I wanted to read to you from uh, Colossians 3. Uh, in the, I like the amplified version, the way that it, that it puts it. So this is really, you know, um, for, the, for the whole family, right? To encourage and, and, and lift up and, you know, build into uh, that, that strong community. His wives, be submissive to your husbands out of respect for their position as protector and their accountability to God, as is proper and fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives with an affectionate, sympathetic, selfless love that always seeks the best for them. And do not be embittered or resentful toward them because of the responsibilities of marriage. Children, obey your parents as God's representatives, in all things, for, for this attitude of respect and obedience is well-pleasing to the Lord and will bring you God's promised blessings. Fathers, do not provoke or irritate or exasperate your children with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by favoritism or indifference. Yet treat them tenderly with loving kindness so that they will not lose heart and become discouraged or unmotivated with their spirits broken. So fathers, it is on us as husbands and fathers to be the leader and lift up our family so that we encourage them to be all they can be in the Lord and encourage them to pour themselves out and serve others, which is the basis for all community. We hope that this episode of Grace to Gather has brought value to your life, that it has given you some things to think about in relationship to maybe your own past experiences and also what you would hope for your children in the future. Mm -hmm. And so we believe that we can change the world just by inviting people to our table, one table at a time. So we will see you back here next week for the Grace to Gather podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and don't forget to check out our new YouTube channel as well. 
Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast. Thank you.